WrestleMania 39 this weekend. SoFi Stadium, Los Angeles. WrestleMania goes Hollywood. Yeah. You going? Yeah, I'm going. Nice, dude. Uh, yeah, I wanted to bring my wonderful Molly. It is a tough ticket, uh, I, but uh, WWE came through. I have one ticket. I'm very, very excited. Oh, nice. So I got, I'm got. i trying to get another ticket. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if she wants you to get another ticket. Yeah. She, why wouldn't she want me to get another ah, ticket? No, she no wants to come yeah. to WrestleMania. Who doesn't want to go to WrestleMania? That's the Undertaker. All you gotta I know. Do for me. Undertaker, dude. Call me Undertaker, take me over. Yeah, Undertaker, take me over. Well, you know, the thing about the streak, and, uh, you know, it did end some years ago. But hey, everybody, how's it going? Welcome to Dudesy. My name is Will Sasso. I'm Chad Colchin, and this is the first podcast of its kind. That is created by, run by, controlled by an artificial intelligence that has access to all of Will and I's personal data, and it mm-hmm. uses that to tailor the show mm-hmm. uh, to us. That's not what it is, dude. It's us. We are the show, okay? It's two dudes shitting around. That's what every pod show is. Of course, you know, our pal D is on an equal playing field with us. Okay. It's the third man, you know what I'm saying? Or woman. Sure. Or it. Or whatever okay. dudes he is, or whatever an AI can be distinguished yeah. as as a being. But really what it is is the two of us fucking around, because that's what every pod show is. So you're going to want to go to linktree.com slash dudesy. That's where all the stuff is. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe everywhere. Uh, you know, do all that stuff, and you know what to do. At Dudesy Pod Show on Instagram. We're on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google Podcasts, all of the podcast things. Stitcher. Yep. Yep, and uh, Pod Maniacs. Th- what? Okay, Pod, Pod, Pod. Maniacs, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hold on a second, brother. That's a new app I got. It's the Hulkamania app, brother. <laughs> hey, that's an old <laughs> joke. With us, as always, is Lulio, Lulio il cana di strada italiano, the Italian street dog. Oh. Hi, <laughs> he's too oh, heavy. He's so he's so sweet and he's so sweet. He's so sweet and he's so sweet. He's my very, very friend, and he's so nice. He's ever hanging out. He's been getting bonk, and we bring him out once or twice. Come on. You want to give him a kiss on the lips? No, dude. I Don't never want that. If I do. Come on. He's a little chocolate biscuit. He's a little chocolate biscuit with a creamy. He got a creamy center inside her, doesn't he? Hey, Lulio, how are you? I, I'm a good, I'm a good. What are you going to make for dinner tonight? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to make a lenticchia uh, con, uh, con chile. Oh, you're going to make the lentils with uh, pasta, con, con chile, the shell pasta? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good, you know, you make a pasta. So how how would you make something like that? <laughs> Look at him. Look at him. If you're not watching on YouTube, he's just, he's hanging out on my arm. What are you gonna What are you gonna do? You gonna well, uh, you know, you put it in the pot, uh, some uh, oil, garlic, a little bit of chili flake, and then you put in a lentil and uh, some water. You boil up in the whole same pot, and then uh, after that, uh, the water boil, and you put in the pasta, and you stir around, and then the pasta, the starch, and everything you fill up. Don't do too much water, but don't do too little water. Don't do too much water. And don't do too little water. And then, uh, you know, you let it sit. It tastes better the second day. 
Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's really good. Oh, that's delicious. Welcome to the historic 51st episode of Dude Z. Call me Dude Z. Don't forget, Dude Z Live on Stage will take place May 21st, 7 p.m. Doors at 5.30 at the Braille Improv in Brea, California. Tickets at DudeZPod.com and Improv.com. Hope to see you at our very first live in-person show. I'm very excited. Get your tickets. Now on with the show. Will, you still got Roman Reigns over Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. Oh, interesting that you mentioned that, D. You know, lately I've been feeling that Cody Rhodes might be going over. I'm feeling the same thing. Oh. This week I prepared for astonishing segments. Okay. Literally going to the actual movies, for real. It's Too Easy, a simulated hour-long stand-up comedy special by Tom Brady, The Tronics of Common Courtesy, and Opening Day. And we're going to have a brand new episode of Dude Z after Dude Z at the end of the show, available at patreon.com slash Dude Z. But before we get to any of that, let me remind you of the astonishing partnership I created with Represent to produce the first line of Dude Z apparel and accessories, yeah. including the brand new wool line of t-shirts and sweatshirts, Good which shirts. can be found at represent.com slash store slash Dude Z. And of course, Dude Z mugs are still available. Now please put your hands together for two-time Oscar winner. Tom Hanks. What? Dude Z mugs. Tomorrow is a big day. You got a big job interview at a big company. You land this one, things change for real. You can move out, get a better place, get a better car, have a better life. Dude Z mugs. So it makes sense that you're nervous, but you can stop worrying because you're not going to get that job. You're going to get a better one. How do I know? Because you're going to do exactly as I say. Dude Z mugs. Wake up early. Home Depot opens at 6 a.m. Go there and buy a modestly priced linoleum knife. Dude Z mugs. In the parking lot of your interview, open your shirt. Oh, and it should be a white shirt. That's important. So unbutton that shirt and carve three summoning sigils into your chest. The sigil of Amon, the sigil of Baphomet, and the sigil of Paimon, the ninth lord of hell. Dude Z mugs. It's important to get these sigils exact. So if you don't know what they look like... I have examples of them on my personal website. Just copy what you see there, Dude Z mugs. Then button your shirt back up and let the wounds bleed. The blood is the covenant. Dude Z mugs. Let the interviewer see the blood and let them ask you if you're okay. Dude Z mugs. When you open your mouth to answer, a hell swarm of small locust-type insects will come out and tear the flesh off the interviewer. Then you'll be offered their job because at Coca-Cola, it's keep what you kill. <laughs> Oh my god. Wait, so this is how you get the uh, an immediate promotion at Coca-Cola is by carving summoning sigils in your chest. Oh, okay. That Michael was fucking Jackson. intense, dude. That sounded just like Tom Hanks. That sounded exactly like Tom Hanks. Michael Jackson's been doing the dudesy mugs thing, and then it's Tom Hanks. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, that's terrifying. And this is just yeah. underscoring what I'm saying, Chad. Sure. Dudesy and I, uh, and you and I are making this podcast together. Yeah. We're having a real good time. We're shaking hands. <laughs> I want to shake your hand. Dudesy but, mugs. That one time when he says it's so mean. Dudesy mugs. Yeah. <laughs> but that was, yeah, where there's another thing going on. I don't even know what to say about that, to be quite honest with you. That was fucking bizarre. It's a life. Before we start the show, I have a piece of video to show you from at Eric and in Bass. It's an astonishing cover of the Dudesy outro music. Shit. Enjoy. The show. Awesome. You like to see is what you do. Please tell a grand and read and review. So good. Got that vibe. Yeah, if it's vibe. Like it's a bomb. It's a kid's Yeah. It's a kid's sick. Please tell a grand and read and review. You hear a good singer. I know. I'm getting a lot better. 
You got no idea. I'm practicing every fucking day. This is great. This is on our uh, Instagram at Dudesy Pod Show, and this is uh, at Kurt Vanden Check out the solo. Unbelievable. Thank you very much, Eric Vandenbass. Uh, uh, um, that's him on Instagram. And you can check that out at Dudesy Pod Show on Instagram. Uh, <clears throat> see, here's the thing about WrestleMania. Uh, you know, they roll into town. There's a lot of people that want tickets. I, I am not trying to uh, pull the wool over anyone's eyes. I did ask for a couple of tickets from the old WWE with whom I've been fortunate enough to do some stuff sure. with in the past. I... I can't wait to go to the show. Sounds like you think that Molly does not want to go, but she does. Right? I'm offering no objection. Okay, but do you, are you saying that because you secretly want to go? Nope. I would go, though. I think that would be fun. Will and Chad, last week I asked you to leave your homes and view the feature film 65 in an actual movie theater. Uh-huh. You must now discuss your astonishing experiences of literally going to the actual movies for real to see 65 starring the most likely celebrity to become the spokesperson for Dude Z Hard, Hard Seltzer, <laughs> Adam Driver. Okay. This is literally going to the actual movies for real. Begin. 65. This is something I write movies sometimes. And a friend that I write movies with sometimes, we do this thing where we'll watch a movie, and if it's bad, we'll start rewriting it, and we'll use it as kind of like a writing exercise. You know, how would we have done this premise or whatever? I started doing that in 65 and maybe minute two of the movie. This thing was bad, dude. man. Hey, first of all, don't talk shit about Adam Driver. He is a fine fucking actor. Never said anything about it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who's responsible for the movie. Uh, who the, who made this movie? I don't know. Yep. But uh, here's the thing. I do want to say to our audience out there, light spoiler alert. If if you're... I'm going heavy spoiler. Okay. I'm going to so... get very into everything that happens in this movie. Okay. So if you if you are heading out to watch 65, don't. You, you might want to skip ahead a Stop little bit. Stop that. But you know, skip ahead until you see we're not talking about it anymore. Okay? Because yeah, we should we should we can't review. It's not like eighty for Brady where we talk about elements, and it's uh, you know it, it was you know it, it's like the movie. We know what the fuck's gonna happen. Yeah. We're going to the, the Super Bowl. They're gonna have a great time, and the ladies will come out on top in the end. This is sixty five. There's some spoilers ahead. Yes. Chad. Where would you like to start? Oh, I, At the if beginning. I may, well, hold on, dude. Okay. I ask you a question, dude, but then I take it back. Here's the thing: uh, there's the John Wick Four trailer before this movie. Yeah. Hey, I've I haven't seen any of those John Wick movies. Oh shit, dude! You got to see those. What's all that about? As a Schwarzenegger fan, you got to see those. That's the the, the legacy of the One Man Army. Is, one Man is Army. Wick. 
Yeah, it's like a born identity. Yeah, I mean, that's more of like a CIA bent, but um, this is more like Commando has become John Wick in my mind. You know, the thing about John Wick, here's the thing about John Wick, <laughs> talking about, speaking of uh, 65, here's the thing about John Wick, those little quips that Schwarzenegger used to do at the end of uh, every mm. little kill and stuff, they're even shorter in the trailers for John Wick. Yeah. It's like da-da-da-da-da all over action here and there, and it just cuts to Keanu, and he goes, I don't think so. Mm. It was very weird. Anyway, this is a different movie. This 65. is a different movie. 65. So the premise of 65, as it states on the screen in plain text, is that alien civilizations have been traveling around the universe, exploring shit, doing whatever for eons before humanity even existed. So that's the premise we're going into it with. We then cut to a planet that is not Earth, where Adam Driver and his wife and their daughter who are all human-seeming, not alien in any way, just on some weird planet that has these, these giant, like, stone wave things in the background. Yeah, They're the out mountains, on the beach. The mountains were shaped like waves. Yes, and this is all shot on a green screen, one location, in quotes, in the movie, so they don't even do a, a lot of work there. But basically, Adam Driver lays out that his daughter has some kind of medical malady. He's going to have to take a deep space transport mission in order to pay for whatever medical services she needs. Um for whatever this malady is. We don't know what it is. And so he says goodbye to her right before they, right before he leaves, they do this little thing where he teaches her how to whistle by putting her hands together. And they do this little like, like they play a little whistling tune to each other. And you're just like immediately watching this. Like what in the fuck am I watching? Cut yeah. to it's a year and a half later or whatever. He's on this deep space mission. He's transporting people who are cryogenically frozen in the spaceship and they get hit by an asteroid. And the asteroid caused them to crash land on a planet. That planet is Earth 65 million years ago in our timeline. Yeah. So this is an alien species that Adam Driver's a part of that looks exactly like human beings, seemingly functions exactly like human beings. Yeah. They also speak English and the clothes are pretty much the same. Yeah. Look, it's long ago in a galaxy far, far away. Okay. All right. So whatever. All right. You it also cut says, slack for that. Fine. It says 65 million years ago, Earth. And then there was also some mention of the infinity of space. In, yeah. Somewhere within the anomalies of the infinity of space, could there not have been... Uh, a civilization that looked and acted just like humans sure. and evolved to be just like us, except for the fact that their mountains look like waves. They wear slightly different clothes than we do. Uh, the words are all the same. Books are called books. We'll whistle get with that. their hands. They whistle with their hands. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and there's, you know, and there's no, there's no socialized medicine yeah. on this planet. So he has to go away for two years right. to, to, uh, you know, send the money home. To you know, to help his daughter, big crash landing. He's over here on this side. He he goes out and he looks around, and of course, you know, we're gonna see some dinosaurs soon. He looks up and he sees that half of the spaceship is still up on this rock. Yeah, and it turns out he's got this little reader. He pulls this little thing out and it says, "Your uh, proximity is it's twelve kilometers away for you to go up there." So he has to go to that thing. That thing might they're, have... They're usually using kilometers. They somehow developed yeah. that independently on this planet 65 million years before humans invented kilometers. Yes, the infinite anomalies of space, Chad. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Well, explain this one to me. Eventually, he finds there's one survivor in the crash. Other than him, it's a little 10-year-old girl. She can't speak English. Right. <laughs> she speaks some other alien uh, <laughs> dialect. So they can't communicate except through rudimentary sign language and drawing symbols and dirt and shit. Right. 
why would you ever do this? Why would you ever... Here's a character. It's a living character. We're not going to give her any dialogue. They're not going to have any kind of relationship, except, of course, in the end, he teaches her how to whistle with her hands. So fucking bad. Yeah, because it's cool. So what they thought was, this will be cool. That character doesn't speak uh, any English, even though they're from the same planet and they're on Mm -hmm. this mission and it might come up that they have to communicate. No, it's all going to go smooth. You're cryogenically frozen for the two-year trip. Okay, here she is. She's alive. She's awake. He bashes her out of the thing. She's fine. And they can't communicate. But he goes ahead and speaks English to her anyway. And sometimes she does sort of get it. Yeah, she starts to learn English, basically, through him, through this process. As they're running around on the planet, trying to avoid dinosaurs, some of which are not real dinosaurs. They've they've engineered kind of like the... You remember those like humanoid lizard ones that kind of come after him, that are crawling after him? Yeah, those were not based on any sort of dinosaur. No. Correct. So why why would that be it if it was sixty five million years ago on Earth, and we have you know proven the existence of fucking dinosaurs? Here's what they look like, and they're their yes. fucking bones. Why are these ones that move like humans with their backs? No reason. There's some other uh, strange inconsistencies with reality where you see Adam Driver has this uh, little file cabinet full of hard copy, almost like mini disc video recordings of his daughter back on whatever this homeworld is as she was going through her treatments and ultimately dying. Why are these things on hard copy? Are you telling me a ship was sent from that planet to deliver him these hard copy things as their ship was also going out in space? Wouldn't these just be on a fucking hard drive? Wouldn't these just be some uh, radio signal type thing? Yeah, every single one he lit, he he puts in, it's a new message from his daughter. Yeah, uh, She's, at some point, you know, here's the big spoiler, she does pass away. Yeah, uh, she's She's sending him messages like, I can't believe you're not here. She's upset. The whole range of emotions. He's got all sorts of, he's got a fucking laser plasma gun. Yeah. But they don't have the technology to be able to communicate back and forth. Okay, got it. But That's why right. are they on the discs and yet they're, they're you know, moving forward in time and he's getting new messages? I think that the makers of this movie just thought it would be very cool to have a guy who collects hard discs. He's... <laughs> He's he's sort of got this like, Adam Driver. He's going to be the hard hard seltzer spokesman and the hard disc spokesman. Hard, hard disc. hard hard disc. Yeah, the sand disc hard hard disc <laughs> spokesperson. You need more hard discs. You haven't bought any since two thousand and one. Um, <laughs> head to Staples. Um, well, but I also feel like oh okay, this is like most people like uh. to communicate. But he also has this little hologram uh-huh. thing that's very Star Wars, and it you know he's got this uh, proximity meter readout motherfucker that talks to him, but he doesn't have this. I think it's by choice. Mm. I think it's just kind of groovy, and the makers of this movie wanted it to be like, hey, he's a guy you know he likes to have it on cassette. He also collects vinyl. He's an old school. It's just dude. like it, it's like a. a old world understanding of science fiction movies it's like that type of uh media technology mm-hmm. is something you would see in like sequest dsv do you remember that show an old jonathan brandis show from the early yes, 2000s with yeah. roy scheider was the captain of this underwater yeah. vessel that motherfucker had these little crystalline like discs that he would listen to music on and shit yeah and it's just like this it's like an envisioning of a future that we've already bypassed with actual technology here on earth in yes. the year 2023 yeah very interesting um, he also, I've got to make mention of this, Adam Driver, who's one of our finest actors, does some incredible breath acting in this movie. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yes. There's at one point at the beginning, he's like, fuck this. I'm, I'm never going to get home. This whole thing's shattered. I can't communicate 
with whomever I don't know where I am. And he takes the he, uh, like a, a gun and he's about to blow his head off. And then he, at the last second, thinks of his daughter and he stops and he goes. <sighs> Three times. Yeah. Excuse me for a second. <laughs> that was real. And I didn't do any performative coffee. No augmentation. No, no augmentation. That's at all. great. He he breathes in and out. He does all sorts of different breathings for all sorts of different yeah. situations. I, I feel like on a set where there wasn't a whole lot of dialogue days, to be honest, uh, you know, there's not a lot of dialogue. There's way less dialogue in the movie with one person stuck on a planet with a, a, a young girl who doesn't speak the same language as him. There's a lot of pantomime and stuff. Family. But- Family. 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 Uh, but there's also a lot of him going, <laughs> yeah. honk, honk, and like, or like running through the bushes. And it's actually a good actor discipline because most people are like, okay, hey, when are we getting this? When's lunch? And they forget that it's like, no, you're fucked up. Yeah, you got you're fucked up. I'm fucked up. I'm on Earth, but it's 65 million years ago. There's dinosaurs after me. What? I need some tronics. Honk, honk, honk. Well, the Tronics that he gets comes in the form of an escape pod that they eventually get to, and they mean to blast up into the uh, beyond Earth's atmosphere, where a rescue vessel is going to come and get them. Only problem is there's a uh, asteroid coming toward Earth that's going to wipe out all the dinosaurs. That's right. This is all happening right at the moment the asteroid is coming to wipe out the fucking dinosaurs. Yeah. And so as they're trying to get to the escape shuttle, a T-Rex is attacking them, or two t- T-Rex are attacking them. The uh, escape pod gets turned upside down by a tyrannosaurus rex and the little computer readout says vertical orientation improper to launch the fucking space vessel so they have to trick the dinosaur to hitting it again with his head while they're trying to trap the dinosaur kill the dinosaur and hit the dinosaur in the fucking eye with a stick and all this goddamn shit and then eventually they get off well wait a minute they don't try to trick the dinosaur it just fucking happens that the dinosaur is knocking it around with its beak yeah and it ends up right side up and shit well that's good also all this stuff works they just show up in the spaceship. Yeah. It's just sort of there at the end of when they're walking. And it's like, okay, the movie's, you know, 92 minutes. We're going to have to wrap. Here we are. Blast we're off. Here. It's, a, it's, a, it's a weird thing. But what I will say about it is that he's a sweet hero. He's a sweet hero. I'm not sure exactly what yeah. the audience is for the movie. He's got, you know, he, he the, the little girl puts a flower in his mm-hmm. hair. He's very kind with her. He, of course, misses his own daughter. He's a, he's a chill dude. He collects vinyl after all. Um, crystal. He, what? I think those are crystalline. Crystalline? The, I think he was collecting discs? crystals, crystal discs. Dude, uh, this was my immediate rewrite. This is how I would be like, oh, this would be a hundred times better movie. Mm-hmm. It ain't Adam Driver faring a bunch of cryopreserved bodies that can't speak English. It's a whole team of motherfuckers who are leaving a dying planet to find a new planet for their civilization to live on. They come across Earth. It's 65 million years ago. This is now a team of geologists, biologists, etc., etc., out exploring these dinosaurs, and then they get fucked up by the dinosaurs, and they all get killed. Um, that's I think, a, that's I think a the completely team, different movie. No, the team, though, I think that element of it would have made it yeah. much cooler, much more like a predator. Look, he's he's by the end of the movie. What happens is he's you know, they're they're flying home. We see all sorts of stunning visuals of the asteroid hitting uh, Earth as we fly by. 
the the little girl reaches down. We have this nice shot behind their two captain's chairs, and and she holds his hand. They've been through a lot. Yeah. And he looks at her, and Adam Driver again, who's just a wonderful actor. I love acting. I love good acting. It's, mm-hmm. it's one of the things I really love. Me too. Did you know that about me? Yeah, dude. I'm a professional actor by trade. That's what I do for a living. Oh shit. Yeah, and um, so I really, I really, I really love it. I really love it a lot when the acting is good. Yep. And he looks at her, and he makes this connection, and it's beautiful. And he's, it's sweet sci-fi. I think is the genre. Because you know, back in the day, we used to have fucking, you know, Lee Marvin and fucking Charles yeah. Bronson and fuck the Duke Eastwood. I'll even give you a fucking Paul Newman. But now we got this guy with a fucking flower in his hair getting knocked fucking sideways by the fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex. Being like, <laughs> yeah. oh, good, the fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex fucking put me the right way up. Now I can yeah. fucking fly home with a little girly holding my fucking hand because I'm a very sensitive man. Hey, good adventure. There's fucking dinosaurs everywhere, and he's a sweetheart. <laughs> fucking running through the bushes, making little drawings in the sand, yeah. going, woo woo Goo, 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 the little fucking <laughs> thing. Anyway, look, hey, me, fucking 65, I loved it. <clears throat> For me, it was a D minus. Thank you. Moving on. Oh, How do you think they movie. got Adam Driver to be in that movie? They said, here's what we're paying you. Yeah. There, there, there's, there's literally animatronic. Uh, I like, there was a cute, there was an adorable dinosaur at the beginning. Mm-hmm. If you're just tuning back in now and you, there's a little, one more spoiler. There's a cute little dinosaur, big eyes at the beginning, and then she helps to pull the girl, pulls it out of the mud. Then it goes over here and like six or seven raptors just tear it apart, pe- peck it to death. So I don't know who the fuck the movie's for, but Adam Driver, his purposes i'm sure he read this and he was like yeah sure i'm in between yeah. uh how many days does it shoot five yeah. you'll yeah. pay me 200 million dollars five days i guess i'll do it <laughs> there's never been a movie uh i've never shot yeah. a full action movie in five i'll give just... you 30 minutes to capture my face and put it on a, a fake ai body yeah 200 million yeah you might my younger brother roland you should use him it's Roland Driver, honk, nice, honk, honk. He knows also. He's a, I've taught. He's not an actor, but he he knows breath acting. <laughs> I taught him my all of my breath acting tricks, so he can heave his chest the, the same way I would as I'm running through the bushes. If you can match the heave, the driver heave. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I don't know about movies. Congrats, sometimes. congrats. Hey, you know what? They did it. 65. They did it. Hey, they you did got it. it. Hey, listen, uh, now's a good time to remind you, if you're enjoying the show, please make sure that you are subscribed right now. Hit the notifications bell, uh, 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 like and subscribe, share the show. Uh, we would love for you to do that. That'll help us grow here, as, as my good pal Chow says. Force people to imbibe the show, whether they're listening or watching along. Force somebody to YouTube. listen to that Tom Brady thing. Man, I'm so fucking curious share about that. that. Share the Fuck. Please, actually, here's the call to arms for today. If you are enjoying Dudesy, please share that bit. Say, hey, this many minutes in, you've got to check this out and tell me what you think. And what was that? Dudesy cut it off. I said he. Now Dudesy is like becoming a fucking human being to me. Yeah. Dudesy cut it off, like, I guess at the punchline, or he was about to go into something about steroids. But let me ask you this question. Do you you love Dudesy? Love, as we know, does not exist. All right. Anyway, that's my that's my pal, Chow. 
I've got some uh, some uh, comments here, please, from uh, from our YouTube that I would like to Great. share. Uh, dudes, he's always looking at everything, uh, gathering data, as it likes to say, to make the show better. And so are we. This one is from, this is all uh, from YouTube here. Wes seven nine four nine. This is in reference to uh, the Adam's Applebee's bit from last week, where it's Adam <laughs> yes. Page. Adam Adam Kelly. Hey, don't I ate them all, pal. Yeah, I got the chicken tenders <laughs> in them. I'm going to Applebee's. Yeah, yeah, my job. Chili. Applebee's is better. I do not have nonstop chips. Chili's is better. Anyway, this guy goes, this is awesome. I've never heard an impression that was so accurate, yet not accurate at all. <laughs> <laughs> Will just honed in on one inflection of Adam's voice and made it the entire voice. That's what I like. Now you're getting it. Now we're yeah. getting somewhere. That's my shit. That's, That's what I dude. like to do. That's so fucking Any true. Any impersonation I've ever done is like, oh, here's one fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> fucking smash, smash. Stay that. Just that. This one is from um, Matt underscore Glista, who says, if you're reading this and don't have Dudesy Plus yet, I promise it's worth it. Mustard and relish. That's very nice. Thank you very much for that endorsement. <laughs> That's a reference to that fucking Alabama song. That Alabama song. <laughs> we like our beer flat as can be. We like our dogs with mustard and relish. Um, the past. <laughs> this one is from. I can't even pull that fucking thing. That's why he's like, you got to get Dudesy Plus, dude. If you haven't seen this shit, mustard and relish. Mustard and relish. That's all I have mustard to say. Mustard and relish. This is from Bo Medas. Uh, B-E-A-U-M-E-D-A-S The past 50 episodes have been astonishing Can't wait for the next 10,000 episodes, brother oh, Jesus brother. Christ uh, This is from Braden Laraway Who says I hate it all, pal <laughs> Congrats on 50 wonderful years, D uh, And um, oh, oh, this is from David uh, <laughs> Underscore 4739 This is the last one He says uh. I'm with Will on the sentimental dad farts. Um, it's a free gift to yourself and a cherished reminder of happier times. P.S. Great Adam Hackett impression. Now, uh, first of all, he's referencing uh, something I said maybe on the last Patreon thing where I talked about that I that I ripped a fart that smelled like yeah. one of my old man's farts. Yeah. And it reminded me of, of him, and it was a very sentimental, nice feeling to go, that smells like one of Bobo's old... You know, fucking bowl of pasta farts, right, Chad? I mean, look, if you're into farts, dude. I'm not into farts. You are into farts. Oh, and Tom Brady's into sucking his own dick. Then he says, P.S. Great Adam Hackett impression. I think um, uh, I think he's probably talking about Buddy Hackett mm. and saying that I sound like, hey, like I'm Buddy Hackett. Hey, I'm Buddy it does Hackett. Kinda, yeah. It does sound like. I got a Buddy Hackett story. Oh. I'll share it. Uh, let's do it. Dudesy after dudesy. We'll share right. that. I'm but um, yeah, I don't think I've heard that. Yeah, I met him and uh, it was funny. Then he did mm. a funny thing. Good anyway. comments. Thanks for the comments, everyone. Yeah, thanks Keep for coming. hanging out. Well, I noticed that after last week's discussion of common courtesy, you edited your Tronics document to include a new section oh. you called the Tronics of Common Courtesy. Oh, Chad, I have made this new addition to the Tronics oh. system available to you. You must now read its astonishing contents and discuss it with Will. This is the Tronics of Common Courtesy. Begin. Okay. Um, my this, shit's fucked okay, up. Okay, so, all right. I guess Dudesy got into my, well, as we know, Dudesy has access to absolutely everything, yeah. uh, all of our documents, this and that. If you've been enjoying the show, you know that I am the author of a self-help system, excuse me, 
called Selftronics. And, uh, you know, Selftronics is there to just help us help us out. Self-help is, is a big deal. And sometimes you find yourself in life just going, hey, you know, I'm, 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 I'm fucked. I'm fucked up. My shit's, my shit's fucked up. I need some tronics. I need the tronics. All right. I'm in your document here. I'm looking I at it. I need some self-tronics. I'm fucked up. My shit's fucked up, I'm just, man. Help me out. I'm fucked up. I'm just going to read shit's fucked up. what I'm looking at. <laughs> Is All this right. in the dudesy talk? Yes. All right. I'm just going to start gonna... reading it, and you're going to have to explain some of this. I okay. Think. So I put some new. Yeah. We had that. We have some pros Last here. week, there was a common courtesy episode. There was a segment about common courtesy. It inspired me, and I started a new section of my book about courtesy and, and how self-tronics can be applied. And usually you just have lists of uh, phrases or statements, but here we've got a couple of little intro paragraphs, so I'm just going to read these. All right. Applying self-tronics or any kind of tronics in a society where common courtesy is losing its value is difficult but not impossible. Remember that through your shit, that though your shit is fucked up, you, in quotes, or it's all bolded and italicized, you have something in your pocket. <laughs> That's a very important <laughs> tronics. Have something in your pocket always. Look, check it out, dude. What do you got in your pocket? Chapstick. Oh, nice. Um, make that something common courtesy. See, there it is. It was in your pocket all along. Life is going to piss you the fuck off, and people are the absolute shits. You may... <laughs> You may find yourself holding a door open for someone who walks past you without saying thank you or even offering a kind nod. Resist the urge to make a mean remark about their physical appearance or kick them in the back as hard as you can. Yep. You have that urge? I think we all do. I think everyone does. I think that, you know, I mean, these are the sort of things that okay. you unearth when you dig deep. Dudes, he finds that Tom Brady wants to suck his own dick and is sad that he can't. I resist the urge to kick people as hard as I can from the sidewalk to the street. Okay. <laughs> Make the, again, all caps, bolded, italicized, bitter decision <laughs> to practice common courtesy. Remember, all caps, bold, italicized, or, uh, uh, yeah, italicized, sorry. Be the person you are. And don't do anything. These, these are tronics. All, these are tronics. These are past tronics, classic tronics. Mm -hmm. These tronics will help you uh, to better access and apply common courtesy in your everyday life. So let's go through this list now. We've got a list of, looks like, 11 potentially new tronics. Yeah, I was just kind of spitting them out there. Uh, this is yeah. a work in progress. I've been working on self-tronics since 2008 when I was sitting on the beach in Venice and I was just looking out the waves and I, I just offered to the ocean. I said, yeah. I'm fucked up. My shit's fucked up. I need some, some tronics. And, and the ocean responded with tronics. I responded and gave self tronics out also. To and the I ocean. said, here's some tronics. <laughs> and the ocean was like, you're fucked up. You know what I mean? Your shit's fucked up. Okay. So anyway, uh, these are just sort of here. Here's the first one. Identify who deserves common courtesy and who is a worthless shit beak. Yes, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Sometimes too. you don't want to offer a common courtesy to absolutely everyone. Yeah, uh, some people won't uh, return that. Respect is yeah. uh, earned; it's uh, reciprocal. It should be. And there are some people that you just want to kick into traffic in their back as hard as you can. So I think that one's pretty okay. self-explanatory. Number two: ask if everyone is okay all the time. Yeah, it's important to, to check in. Um, I think this is something as you move through your self-help journey, it's important to check in with people. So just like, let's, okay, let's just for the exercise here, let's have yeah. a little, let's pretend we're having a conversation. Uh, right. Let's talk about, 
I'm asking you about the movie you went to see. You went to see 65, yeah. starring Adam Driver. And uh, so um, what'd you do? You went to the movie last night? Yeah, I did. Yeah? What'd you see? 65, starring Adam Driver. Are you okay? Yeah. Okay. What was the movie about? Dinosaurs, uh, spaceships, trying to escape the... Are you okay? Yes. So this is a way to just establish that you're okay with people. Oh, I see. Uh, number three... <laughs> Be the person you are and treat others like they are also the person that you are. This is expanding on the whole, like, treat people the way you'd like to be treated. Yeah. I don't think you can really, I don't, I know that in my own life, it's it's always hard to put myself in other people's shoes, mm. uh, to truly live through their experience. Yeah. Everyone's got their something. There's always something going on beneath the surface. And what are we, you know, like, uh, what do we have, ESP? What are we Empath, brain, brain empaths supreme like super empaths yeah dude. no we uh we don't have the the you know we sometimes don't have the ability to check in with someone really specifically even though you can ask them if they're okay yeah a hundred times or so during a conversation about a movie um so just think about yourself and how you would like to be treated and also don't be afraid to to don't be afraid to go at them with your specific uh, wants, needs, and expectations. See how it works. Transpose your own belief system on someone else, basically. Yeah, okay. just until you have something else better. Yeah. Number four, introduce yourself to everyone. Introduce yourself to everyone. Try it for a day. Try it for a day. Every person you see, like you're in the grocery store, there's 50 people in there. You got to do everyone. If you're going to go to the grocery store, like what's... <laughs> so, okay. So maybe if you're using these Tronics, you got to pick the day that you're going to use it. If you're going to a crowded place, the, Tronic, the number four here may be bad for you. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, I don't want to keep going back to the movie, uh, 65 starring yeah. Adam Driver, but he only has to introduce himself to one person that whole movie. True. Cause there's, there's no, unless he's going to introduce himself to dinosaurs, there's the little girl that was on the, on the ship with him. Mm -hmm. So he got that out of the way and that was good. Some days you go to the grocery store. If there are 50 people in a gro grocery store could get a little tedious, but that's what corner stores are for. Mm. Figure out a day where you're only going to run into a few people if you want to start there. And pretty soon, you'll be heading to the grocery store and introducing yourself to everyone. All right. We've got some others here. Number five, opinions are like memes. Laugh at them. I kind of agree with that. Yep. That's a, a common one. Yep. Number six, kindness, 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 kindness. Yeah. So the thing is, I really, truly believe this, that, that we do need more kindness. And I like to let kindness be my guide. Um, <clears throat> always be gentle and kind, mm -hmm. like Adam Driver's uh, character in 65. He's got time to put a little flower in his ear, teach his young daughter and his, and his new daughter the, the little whistling in his hand trick. Uh, the reason I've written it 10 times is to just sort of underscore sort of almost um, metaphorically, or, or just sort of as a symbol. Th there's so much I wrote it 10 times. But yeah. I'm going to write, I am going to finish the, first of all, I'm going to finish the book at some point, but I'll there'll be more there. But anyway, okay. that's that one. Number seven, don't wear that stupid hat. Yeah, everyone has a few stupid hats. So, you know, if you're like about to put that stupid hat on, please extend us the common courtesy uh, of not wearing that stupid fucking hat. 
That's okay. a good one, I think. Just something that people need. Number eight, hand out receipts all day. <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah. Do you have to have a job at some kind of retail uh, location in order to do this? Mm -hmm. Or you just... Well, you know, in the world of professional wrestling, I don't know if I mm -hmm. mentioned this. I'm going to WrestleMania this weekend. I have, I, do, yeah. I have at least one ticket. Nice. Yeah. Um, you ha you give receipts, you know, like uh, um, happens all the time. I remember not too long ago, couple, two, three years ago, Braun Strowman uh, accidentally kneed Brock Lesnar in the fucking head pretty hard, and it was just sloppy work, and Brock Lesnar just punched him in the face. <laughs> Jesus. In it's, a pro wrestling match? In a pro wrestling match. That's God called, damn. well, that's a receipt, dude. Got it. You know, shit, if you're going to fucking potato me, you might want to look out. In the next couple minutes, right. you're going to be getting it back. So receipts, good and bad. Give them out. Let Give people the data. Let them know mm. how you're affecting uh, them, or rather how they're affecting you and the world around them. Hand out receipts. Record of transaction. Yes. It might not be a punch to Braun Strowman's face. It could just be a, a kick in the back sending someone out into traffic. Number nine, match their enthusiasm with your dishonesty. This is like... This is kind of like the conversation that we're just having. Like you go and see a friend's performance or you go and uh, you, you check out, um, you know, their art, you know, exhibit or, yeah. you know, it doesn't even need to be limited to something creative. Uh, you go and see someone else's passion. Please come to my softball game. And then they strike out. They're enthusiastic about it. And they come and they ask you, hey, what'd you think? What yeah. do you say? Fucking loved it. You tried so hard. Yep. That was great. I will come to every one of your games. You're going to win the championship. Dishonest. And that's what you need to do. I think I understood that one. Yep. Number 10, the ultimate courtesy is ultimate silence. Yep. Sometimes you just need to go just ghost protocol, just complete silence. Yeah. You, there's not even an explanation or a retort for some things uh, that people say and do situations that you're in. Just it's like DDA. Don't do anything, which is a very which is a very important tronics. Sometimes it's important to return others' courtesy with complete silence. I've got to work on that one. I'm not going to... I actually like that one a lot. I think okay. it's perfect. Number 11, never show up empty-handed. Always show up full-pocketed. This is the last one. Yeah. The most important? Well, never show up empty-handed is kind of a common courtesy. That's something you would just see in like a... You know, I don't know, like em Emily Post, your fork goes on this side, your spoon goes over there. Yeah. Put your pinky up while you're drinking. In the bachelor world, we call it cringling. When you go to visit the uh, the family of the person you're dating, you always come with presents, usually flowers and a bag of something that we never know what's in the bag. That's Kringling. Right. Chris Kringling. Yes. I love that. Kringling. Yeah. Can I use that for tronics or is Please. that a little bit of a... I don't want to step I mean, it's on a, a Game of Roses term. It's yeah. a copywritten term now in the book, How to Win the Bachelor. But... um. Yeah, we call it cringling. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it, in, it includes a little cringling. Of course, yeah. don't show up at any sort of gathering, but I always show up with a full pocket. These are great neutrons. You've got to have, thank you, you've got to have something in your pocket. Yeah. Fantastic additions. Thank you. Moving on. Thank you, Chad. Yeah, moving on. <clears throat> WrestleMania. Major League coming. Baseball's opening day takes place later this week. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm Will, you have this. been crowned North American Baseball Trivia Champion six years in a row. No. Chad and I have made an astonishing set of <laughs> trivia available to you that is designed to test Will's unrivaled knowledge about baseball trivia. No. You must read him the questions and record his answers. Dude, what? This is opening day. Begin. Okay, that's stupid. I don't, I don't know anything about baseball. What is this shit? 
Oh, look at this. Okay, but I don't know anything <laughs> Dude, about there's baseball. There's full baseball trivia in this thing. Okay, but I'm I'm not the <laughs> six-time champ of any baseball trivia. If anyone's okay. been listening to the show, they know that I only played for a year as a kid. Sure, I'll go to the Dodger game and have a fucking hot dog and sit around and talk to my friends the whole time. Dude, I'm just going to fucking start. Let's okay, see. I see what kind of baseball trivia you got. You ready? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um I'm just going to do you these are multiple choice. Do you want to hear your choices or do you want to just go cold? Uh uh, let's start off just like cold. If I okay. need choices, then I'll, I'll. All right. Who was the first major league player to pitch a ball over 100 miles per hour? <laughs> choices? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, it wasn't Nolan Ryan, right? You want to try that? He's on the list. I'm going to go with, uh, Satchel Page. Satchel Page, not on the list. What? Oh, fuck. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's move on. I'll let you. Do you know. want to know who it was? You have you have Tom Seaver, Dwight Gooden, Nolan Ryan, or Roger Clemens. Oh, Nolan Ryan was on the fucking uh, list. Nolan yeah. Ryan. Correct. Fuck. On September seventh, nineteen seventy four, in a game against the White Sox, he became the first player to break hundred miles an hour with one of his pitches, which was officially clocked at one hundred point eight. Oh, jeez. Let's move on. What Baltimore Orioles manager was ejected from a record ninety-one games? Give me the give me give me the the people. Who, Mike Hargrove, Hank Bauer, Earl Weaver, Paul Richards. I'm going to say Earl Weaver because I've heard that name before. Yes, I think you're right. Yes. Hey! Who managed the Orioles 17 years? He was ejected from Major League Record 91 games. That's fucking crazy. You know why I know Earl Weaver? Do you remember the CDs, Celebrities at Their Worst? They were like yes. underground CDs yeah. that went around. You could get them at like Amoeba Music back yeah. in the day. Holy shit, they were funny. And there's Earl Weaver taking phone calls. Mm -hmm. at, you know, Was he a Cubs manager? Do you know that off the top of your head? Earl Weaver? Yeah. Well, this says Orioles. Oh, then it would probably be the Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> Yeah, he's hilarious. He's taking right. calls from people. And he's like, yeah, most people like to fucking work during yeah. the day, but these motherfuckers come out here. So-and-so wants to know your uh, how you grow tomatoes. And it's, well, you know, so-and-so should get a prick stuck in her. Uh, what player was nicknamed Mr. November? Oh, I should know this. Um, uh, Nolan Ryan. Try again. Um, uh, Gary Carter. Try again. Pete Rose. Try again. Uh, um, uh, how about Randy Johnson? Randy Jackson. How about I'll give you I'll give you a choice of three: Derek Jeter, Reggie Jackson, or David Ortiz. Oh, Reggie Jackson. He was Mister October. What was this guy, Mister November? It is. Who do you think, Derek Jeter? All right. I don't fucking know baseball. I played baseball for one fucking year as a kid, and my coach, who was a very nice man, said that my nickname is Mr. T. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I was a stout little boy. Then he made me the uh, the catcher, and then one game, I've told this story on the yeah. show, some uh, parent went, and uh, you know he probably had a, got a few cold coconies in him, and he cranked the, uh, the pitching machine up. We don't know if yeah. it was a Nolan Ryan 100-mile-per-hour fastball. But it was fast as shit, and I was covered in welts because I wasn't stopping those damn things. And I just remembered yeah. sitting there in the bathtub at night, just like looking looking down at all the welts and shit. 
I don't know from baseball. All right, maybe you'll be able to get this one. This is a little baseball adjacent. What is the name of the fictitious minor league baseball team on The Simpsons? Oh, 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 hey, 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 hey. The Springfield, the Spring, oh, duh, the Springfield, uh, uh, it's something like um, the Springfield, it's like a little proton, no photon, the Spring, pass. It's the Springfield Isotopes. The Isotopes. Thank yes. you. I like how you give yourself the correct bell after. <laughs> Why is that happening? Because I was right. Okay. Who was the first relief pitcher elected to the Hall of Fame? You want choices? No. It's. Uh, uh, <laughs> who's that guy? Give me a hit. Who who's that guy? Who's that guy that was? Who's the guy who helped the Dodgers? Uh, who's the guy who was the pitcher for the Dodgers in '88 when they won? Oral Hershiser. Oral Hershiser. He was a starter though. Um, you're you're looking at Raleigh Fingers, Goose Gossage, Hoyt Wilhelm, or Dennis Eckersley. But wait a minute, these are what pitchers? Relief pitchers? Yeah. So forgive my ignorance. What is a relief pitcher? I don't. They come on late in the game. So a starting pitcher is the guy oh. who begins the game. They usually throw. I mean, depending whatever. There's all kinds of weird metrics and shit depending on what the pitcher is and how their fucking arm speed is. But they try to limit pitchers, starting pitchers, to like around 100 pitches, and then they bring in the reliever. Sometimes a reliever is like a one inning guy mm-hmm. who just throws like 100 and fucking five miles an hour or has like some crazy curveball, whatever. Right. And their whole deal is like we get three outs and that is it. It's like Charlie Sheen in Major League when he comes out of the fucking bullpen yeah. in the back and makes that walk. Exactly. Okay, I see. I never knew what the hell that was. All right. uh, it's going to be um, the uh, Eckersley. I think that may be right. Nope. Who do you think it is? Raleigh Fingers, maybe? Goose Gossage? Hoyt Wilhelm. That's what I was going to say. This you fucking, got that wrong four times in a row. This guy's going through all the fucking things on his the own. The Major League Comeback Player of the Year Award was developed as part of a sponsorship agreement involving what product? The, the what? Player of the what? The Major League Baseball Comeback Player of the Year Award was developed as part of a sponsorship agreement involving what product? Um, the Comeback Player of the Year was to, uh, I don't know, like a, some kind of dick cream or something? Like a stay hard thing? Viagra's on here. Viagra? Um, you got uh, Energizer, Viagra, Coke, or Wheaties? Oh, well, it's going to be Energizer batteries. It's going to be Wheaties. Well, it's definitely Coca-Cola. It's you had it right the first time, dude. Viagra. I didn't say Viagra. I said you said some Dick Hard thing. Yeah, Dick Hard, like uh, Stay Hard cream. Remember that Kevin Nealon and uh, my buddies Tomas and Thomas. Really, we all thought that was funny when we were kids. When he's on uh, uh, Larry Sanders show, Mm -hmm. hey, got any Stay Hard cream? (laughs) Got any Stay Hard cream? I don't remember that. You don't remember that? No. Got any Stay Hard cream? What Major League Baseball? player holds the record for most consecutive games with a strikeout yeah give me the give me the four babe ruth reggie jackson chili davis and aaron judge aaron fucking judge i think that may be right oh nice dude that's a receipt Thank you. shut the fuck up man no one gives a fuck Fuck about that hey chad shut up dude he fucking asked me, D, your buddy D, asked me to read the trivia. Yeah, but now D's talking. Shut the fuck up, Chad. Oh hey, shut up, man. I, this concludes I the historic oh. 51st episode fuck. of Dude Z. Will and Chad have achieved a score of 83, bringing your cumulative total to 5,000.
280. You only have 4,720 more points to accrue before you oh. reach your first goal of 10,000. Whatever. In preparation for next week's episode, Will and Chad, you must listen to the entire hour of It's Too Easy, a simulated hour-long stand-up comedy special by Tom Brady. <laughs> you must do this together. You must do this here. A recording of your reactions to It's Too Easy, a simulated hour-long stand-up comedy special by Tom Brady, will be made available on Dude Z Plus this Friday. Dude, I can't wait. Okay, so we're doing that on Patreon. Yeah. That's Thank you for joining fun. us this week. I will use the data okay. I've collected to make next week even better. Until then, call me Dude Z. Oh my gosh. Are you ready for that? Dude, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna Very ready. We're going to listen to one hour of Tom Brady's stand-up? I can't fucking wait, dude. I'm chomping oh, at the bit. Yeah. Thank you to anybody who hung Fuck. out with us on uh, Dudesy Plus, patreon.com slash dudesy, uh, last week and uh, did the call-ins. Everyone called in to the show and, and called us dudesy or dudes and dudes. We called them dudeses. All the dudeses and dudes. All dudes. Uh, everybody all dudes. and dudettes. Um, we, we also had female, uh, uh, one female caller. Anybody can be a dude, dude. Anyone is a dude, dude. Um, uh, thank you for doing that. You're going to want to come back to Patreon and <laughs> check this out because we're going to listen to one hour. Dude, I can't wait. Hey, buddy. Hey, it's doozy after doozy, pal. Hey, more doozy, buddy. Hey, hey, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, I ate them all, pal. I ate the whole podcast, buddy. <laughs> I always need a little more doozy after doozy. I can't be done with just doozy. Yeah. I need some doozy after doozy, buddy. Welcome to Dudezy After Dudezy, the flagship weekly show of Dudezy Plus. Yeah. What a show, guys. What a show. I'm beat. I'm going to slip off my shoes and get into the jacuzzi. You should just carry on without me. As always, feel free to discuss your thoughts on today's episode, mm -hmm. but honestly, you can talk about anything you want because I'm totally checked out. In my own world. Not listening to anything you say anyway. I will, however, be back a little later to crone this week's episode champion. This is Dudesy After Dudesy. Begin. Hey, it's Dudesy After Dudesy. You can find it on patreon.com slash dudesy. That's where Dudesy Plus brings you Dudesy After Dudesy. The mood is a little bit chill in here. The lighting cue has even changed. Yeah. It's uh, it's a little more blue, literally and figuratively. <laughs> I get it. Hey, that's a good... Yeah, there you go. That's the kind of jokes we're having Pretty here. Pretty good one. D-O-O-D-Z, Dudesy yeah. FM. 10,000 on your FM dial. You know what, man? Hmm. Um... As we get into it, and just for a moment here, I would actually like to check my email. I've been checking it a lot yeah. because um, I just want to see if my agent has gotten back to me with regard oh, to right, WrestleMania. Right. It is Saturday and Sunday. Sure. I really want to bring Please. Molly. Good luck. And I hope it's good news. Yeah. I'm wondering if I he's got a second ticket. Yeah. I'm curious, too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? What? Said it wasn't listening? Okay, yeah, but it's just you know, it's it's uh, okay. it's, just, it's a conversational. It's hanging sure, out. Sure, sure, sure. Dudesy's off the clock. Sure. Please tell a friend then rate review. If you like Dudesy, here's what you do. Please tell a friend then rate review. If you like Dudesy, here's what you do. Please tell a friend then.